Hello, this is Michael Wilton, and thank you for joining me for the Saskatchewan Wheat Outlook for August 15th. Wheat markets were stronger heading into last Friday's USDA report. While the report was bullish for most of the other grains, it was largely neutral for wheat as the changes that were made were small overall. All wheat futures managed to finish the week higher. Chicago soft red winter wheat futures were up 31 cents to close at $8.06 a bushel. Kansas hard red winter wheat futures were up 41 cents from last week at $8.89 a bushel. Minneapolis hard red spring wheat futures were up 33 cents to close at $9.19 a bushel. At the time of recording this Monday morning, wheat futures are 5 to 11 cents lower. In the global trade, we did not hear of any significant trades this week. If there was any business to the Middle East, we expect it would have been basis Russian origin grain. Other origins waited to see the USDA's numbers before making offers. U.S. weekly export sales were within trade expectations at 359,000 tons. For the most important news last week, most of the trade's attention was focused on Friday's USDA report. The USDA increased global wheat production by 8 million tons, led by large increases in Russia, China, and Australia. The projected 779.6 million tons of global wheat production would be a new record. Decreases in beginning stocks, increases in consumption, and increases in trade offset the large increase in production for an overall 3.7 million ton decrease in ending stocks to 267 million tons. This would be the lowest number of ending stocks in six years. In Canada, the condition of the spring wheat crop in Alberta lost 3% over the past two weeks to 77% good to excellent. Alberta agriculture increased their yield prospects for the crop from 52.3 bushels an acre to 52.8 bushels an acre. Canada exported 235,000 tons of wheat in the first shipping week of the season. There is still 1.8 million tons of visible old crop supplies in the Canadian elevator system. This should keep export channels full until new crop is available. The large crop in Western Canada means that there will be lots of demand for allocation at the elevator, and we worry that rail service could be inadequate due to large coal shipments this fall. It would not hurt to start having conversations with your elevator managers about when you expect to be harvesting and when you will need to haul as per your contract. For Canadian Durham, Alberta's Durham crop is 46% good to excellent, down 2% from when they were last reported two weeks ago. Canada exported 10.6 thousand tons of Durham in the first shipping week of the season. Durham exports seasonally stay low in August and September, and then pick up into October and November. For U.S. wheat, the U.S. winter wheat harvest is 86% complete. The USDA lowered winter wheat yields by a tenth of a bushel to 47.9 bushels per acre, down 2.3 bushels from last year. The USDA increased their number for U.S. wheat production by 2 million bushels to 1.8 billion bushels. Winter wheat and durum production were seen lower, but these were more than offset by increases in spring wheat. Food use was raised by 6 million bushels, and exports grew by 25 million bushels, for an overall 29 million bushel decrease in ending stocks. 
U.S. spring wheat crop conditions fell by 6% over the week to 64% good to excellent. Spring wheat harvest in the U.S. is 9% complete. The USDA raised U.S. spring wheat production by 6 million bushels from their July report to 463 million bushels. The increase in production was almost entirely offset by a 5 million bushel increase in exports. Overall, ending stocks were raised 1 million bushels to 127 million bushels. This is 13 million bushels less than last year's amount. For U.S. Durham, 9% of Montana's Durham crop has been harvested. Yields have been poor in the Golden Triangle, but are better in the eastern region. Montana's Durham crop is considered 43% good to excellent, while conditions in North Dakota fell slightly to 77% good to excellent. The USDA put U.S. Durham production 3 million bushels lower than their July estimate. The decrease was in harvested area, as yields were revised a tenth of a bushel higher, at 40.4 bushels per acre. There were no changes to the demand side of the balance sheet for a 3 million bushel decrease in ending stocks to 27 million bushels, up 3 million bushels from last year. U.S. wheat prices on a FOB basis were $6.20 to $6.50 higher on the week. For Australian wheat, the USDA increased Australian wheat production by 3 million tons to 33 million tons. This would be 3.3 million tons less than last year's amount. The USDA also increased Australian exports by 1 million tons to 25 million tons, 2.5 million tons less than last year. In Argentina, Argentina's production estimate was decreased by half a million tons to 19 million tons. This could still be too high. Argentina's export number was also decreased by half a million tons to 13 million tons. However, interest rates in Argentina are hitting 65%. This will cause farmers to only be willing to sell the minimum amount of crop needed for cash flow purposes. FOB prices in Argentina rose by $10 a ton over the week. In China, the USDA increased China's wheat crop by 2 million tons from last month to 138 million tons. The entirety of the increase was added to their ending stock number. Over to the European Union. Harvest in France has come to an early completion. Hot and dry weather ripened the crop quickly and aided harvest progress. The French Agmin says that yields were better than expected, but a smaller seeded area will cause non-Durham wheat production to be 4% less than last year at 33.9 million tons. The wheat crop in Romania has been harvested. Production there was 15 to 18% less than last year's record crop due to higher input costs and drought conditions. The USDA decreased EU wheat production by 2 million tons to 132 million tons. The entirety of the decrease was taken from their trade number, which now sits at 33.5 million tons, or 1.5% more than last year. This export number is likely too low. EU exports are currently running 30% higher than last year, and the EU remains the world's cheapest and most reliable wheat exporter. FOB prices in the EU were 20 cents a ton higher in Germany and $1.10 higher in France. Moving over to the Black Sea, Russia's wheat harvest is 43% complete, 
Farmers have harvested 55.8 million tons of wheat, according to Russian government data. Yields are reported to be 30% higher than last year. Rain has impacted the quality of the Russian crop. 60% of the crop ex is expected to meet milling standards, compared to 82% last year. Russia is predicting their crop will be 90.5 to 95 million tons, compared to the USDA's new 88 million ton number. The USDA raised their export number for Russian wheat by 2 million tons to 42 million tons. This looks too high considering the quality implications and the fact the country can only export about 2 million tons of wheat per month. Similarly, the USDA's 11 million ton export number for Ukrainian wheat means the country needs to export 1 million tons of wheat per month for the remainder of the year. This will prove difficult. The very first Ukrainian wheat cargo left port on Friday. So far, there have been 14 ships able to leave Ukraine's ports, but until Friday, none of them contained any wheat. In conclusion, from a fundamental perspective, we think the markets should continue to have some upside based on the damage being done to the crops by the heat wave and drought in Europe. We think the USDA is overestimating global corn supplies, and this will mean more wheat will be used as feed. It should also be kept in mind that the crop is not yet in the bins. Traders think that the USDA overestimates global wheat supplies by upwards of 15 million tons. We are seeing some profit taking today, but overall we think the prices will go higher unless there's a major change in the weather outlook. Until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Sask Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete mercantile report online at saskwheat.ca.